Now, this is a way to start a show, is kick all the beginning part of this song, Carol, what is it, Carol the Bells, mm-hmm. and just get into the crazy part. Yeah, just jump right into the good part. UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski, I'm here with me. Happy Friday, Rick. And uh, part of me wants to just not do political talk at all and just go <laughs> total Christmas Eve because it's the eve of Christmas Eve. So we should just do all Christmas talk the whole time. And then other part of me has like we could just go wacky because I like to, you know, either keep it local or keep it like at least statewide. My state, your state, uh, your state's kind of my state. Because your parents live in Minnesota, so sometimes yeah. selfishly. But then also there's like there's things floating nationally that I don't have a great I don't have a I don't have my head completely wrapped around them, but I also have my own conspiracy theories. Like I've made up my own because I'm not deep diving into Trump stuff. Like I'm not reading any of that because it's out of my hands. What's gonna happen is gonna happen. And what I'm not gonna if whatever happens, I'm not gonna pitch forks and tiki torch. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Like like the whole we're not going to have what what country just won the World Cup? But Argentina. Oh yeah, Argentina. Did you see the video of Argentina? All the people on the highway. It was just, unbelievable. Like, it, uh, yeah, it, it's unfathom unfathomable, unfathomable. I can't say that word, and nobody can. Can you say unfathomable? Unfathomable. Oh, gotta you, slow you it down a little bit. Down. Just gotta slow it down. I'm just hyper, is all. <laughs> all right, so so that would that would have to happen, I think, if. If we wanted to like overthrow the government, right? January six is one thing, but then millions of people on the highway heading towards the Capitol. I mean, that's the kind of backing you would need to be. And what would we? What would we have? To, what would have to happen in, in order for? I mean, do you think Americans many- would do that if the USA won the World Cup? I mean, like, I don't know if Americans care that much about soccer. We don't care that much about anything. Like, what would what name a thing? Whether it's well, if the Vikings won the Super Bowl, I mean that would happen in Minneapolis. Would we tiki torch and burn the place down? Is that what you're saying? As <laughs> might Packers, happen as Packers <laughs> fans, happen. I'm saying the Packers fans might be more passionate about the Vikings winning the Super Bowl and being mad about it than the Vikings fans <laughs> would be for uh, for actually winning. But yeah, I just I don't think there's a thing good or bad that we could we could rally because okay, well Trump got elected 2016 mm-hmm. and 2020 if you guess Trump, but what the day after we had the women's rally? Oh yeah, that's right. Across the nation, that was that was right after he was inaugurated in January of 2017. I would argue that that was one of the bigger nationwide and kind of kind of worldwide rallies uh, because every city, not every city, but you know, a lot all the big cities had millions of people in the streets. That's right, right. Kind of protesting with the last two presidents. Now, interestingly, we haven't seen this with Biden. But with the last two presidents before Biden, that's the thing. Nothing Biden is interesting. That's the thing about him. With Obama, there was the Tea Party that emerged in 2009, 2010 with these rallies. And then, as you mentioned, the Women's March that emerged in 2017 after Trump was inaugurated. Tea Party's like before my – like I. I'm you were sports not yet reporter. a political junkie. I didn't even know. Well, like, what was the like? Was it comparable to what the women's rally was? Very difficult to compare because it was about different issues. It was a different type of movement. So we really the, hard to compare these movements on the left and the right. Were we counting the people though? Because we could. Oh yeah. I had a Google Doc of how many people 
there was a Google doc or a, a Google Sheets. Yeah. Google Sheets, like an Excel document where you could. We, we just didn't we didn't utilize Excel on Google Docs as much in 2009. Right. Is that, <laughs> right, that the, right. I mean, social media has changed so much in the past 15 years oh, to 2009. Absolutely. So the, the way we're tracking and, and being able to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, part of me wants to just deep dive into that. Other part of me wants to just do, you know, top 50 Christmas movies yeah. or Christmas songs. Uh, we played the Carol the Bell song. Um, we will play your favorite song, which will go on name till the end of the show. Um, and then we have a controversial, the most controversial Christmas song is no dislike dislike. We yes. have that coming up. Um, also I would say in, in terms of that, if you, if you remember, cause I don't think we have it written down the baby it's cold outside song. I haven't canceled that on my show, but that song is gets, gets canceled once in a while. And when you talk about dislike songs. It's on I don't, the list. It's, I was going to say, not is the it most on the dislike song, but it's on the list. Yeah. And, and dislike for, for different reasons. So anyway, that's, uh, that's some of the things we could talk about. There was a, a slew of governor Evers stories that came out in the last, probably like 36 hours, 20, 48 hours. Um, and let's see here. And then, yeah, there's a weird U.S. House member who's very who's lying about everything he, he used to get elected. This is the one of the more bizarre stories I've ever seen as someone who follows Congress, Rick. OK, leave it there because we're going to go oh, to that's break. That's, tease. The, tease. Oh, that's yeah, the tease. One yeah. of the most. What was it? One of the most. One of biz- the most bizarre stories that I've ever seen following Congress. That's pretty that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Congress is generally ridiculous and this even stands out. (laughs) All right. We'll be back. Santa baby. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Rick Solom here with you to be lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Tchaikovsky. Bringing to you live Christmas Eve Eve with Santa Baby, the most disliked song in, it's the, true. in the history of Christmas songs. It's true. 32%, according to a poll by YouGov, 32% of Americans dislike Santa Baby. Which means... No, 68% still like it. 50, 50, 68% like Santa Baby, 32% dislike. There's no but middle. There's no middle. This is a yes no. You got to you got to make a decision here. There's no middle ground. So we're watching this video and I do not know what the, this is like a cartoon. If we were if we were if we were ranking a song based on the video, that number of dislikes would go way up. Oh yeah, this is a weird video. It's weird though. This is the most disliked Christmas song over the Mariah Carey song that Yes. I'm surprised I was not gonna name it. Damn it. I said her name. We'll play it later. But okay, so we're okay, so we have number number one worst and still liked, but just still the most liked, the most disliked. Because nobody dislikes Christmas songs. No one dislikes Christmas songs. People have certain preferences. They like some better than others. In because, this case, they don't really like Santa Baby compared to others. Because based on what I hate, Mariah Carey would be the number one. And is she number two then? Well, Rick, she is actually down the list. She is one, two, three, four, five, six. She is the sixth least liked Christmas song. 78% of Americans like All I Want for Christmas is You. 22% dislike it. Okay, so when I'm looking at your graph here. Mm-hmm. Does that mean Jingle Bells is the most liked? Yes. 
It is very well liked. 84% of people like Jingle Bells. But the most liked. Oh, I, I don't know if or it's is this the a, most or liked. Would that be a different graph? That might be a different graph. Oh, okay. Because Jingle Bells, because this is the dislike graph? I think so, yeah. But it's a yes, no. It's yes, no. You got to make a decision. But these are the only songs that we, we were given. So I think these are the least liked songs. Okay, and then that's, you have to go okay. further down the list that for the most right. popular ones. And you have the link. I just didn't yep. click on it. Okay, so Santa Baby. But number two, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I brought this up the other day. Does Grandma like this when you play this song at Christmas? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, 31% of Americans do not like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Are those 31% just the grandmas who are annoyed by the song? Yeah, that's got to be it. A little 69% bit 69% are like the dads Yeah, and the kids. Because right? the dads and the kids all like the song. And then the moms are indifferent. I think. I think so. Am I being sexist there? I just feel like the moms are a little bit more sensitive to this I stuff. Think, I think the kiddos think this song is hilarious. And then number three on the list, the worst, the most disliked Christmas song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, the I third most that. disliked song. Yeah, 28% of people do not like that song. Now, is number four your dad's favorite? Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. 24% of people do not like Wonderful Christmas Time. I think my dad actually does not like that song. No, that's He's what I said. He's a huge it. Paul McCartney fan. But, but he hates the Paul McCartney Christmas songs. I, I th- we we know, covered this a couple of weeks ago, this, I think. I, I think that could be pretty common where people like an artist but don't like their Christmas songs. It's yeah. just like the, the hits that Paul McCartney did. And then for you, it's the opposite because you don't like Mariah Carey, but you love her Christmas songs. I'm album. not a big Mariah Carey fan, but I love her Christmas song. Um, the bottom of this list is weird because Jingle Bells – Little Drummer Boy, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Mary Did You Know, I'm not even sure what that song is. Uh, Baby It's Cold Outside and All I Want for Christmas is You, right in the middle here. 22%, Baby It's Cold Outside and All I Want for You. Don't dislike them songs. That's weird that they're even. The very sexist Baby It's Cold Outside song. Yeah. A very Saturday Night Live skittish skit oh, with, yeah. uh, right. with uh, who's the guy? Well, you know, that guy that talks like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken, yep, where he yep. keeps the woman in the apartment. You know that skit? Mm-hmm. That's that's the baby. It's cold outside song. And then uh, all I want for Christmas is you. It's it's a, it's a there's no controversy in that song, but she's even. That's a, that's how hated Mariah Carey is. I feel like the reason it's not one of the most popular songs is just how much it's played. We talked last week about how the Wall Street Journal is reporting retail workers are going crazy because. It just gets played on repeat. They're hearing All I Want for Christmas is You a million times during their up. shifts. I brought that up at checkout at a store <laughs> while the song was playing. I go, how do you How do you like this? So I asked the cashier okay. if she liked this song. So we had a whole conversation about it. And what was the point of view? And she's she had tuned it out. She's like, I, I, I don't I even hear it. I think that's pretty common. Like, and it wasn't very loud. But she's like, yeah, I don't even hear it anymore. And I, I did drop my bona fides. I go, me and a professor were on a, we do a radio talk show and we were talking about this. So, you know, like I big time there a little bit. And then she was not, she did not, it not did not face her at all. all. She yeah. wasn't like, oh, really? What show? None of that. She did not care. And I'm sure like she's, she, you know, like the, the job, she probably was like, okay, just move on. I got to get to the next person in, in line here. Well, this song goes in one ear and out the other. Okay, so we have the most disliked Christmas songs. And yes. Let's just continue this. Now, the other graph that you've you've found on the internet. Yes. At you what? Wait, YouGov is this a government funded? YouGov uh, polling. 
So they mainly do political surveys. Political scientists actually use them quite a bit because they're reputable, they're reliable, but they also do fun surveys like, what is the best Christmas movie? The Christmas movie that is most liked by Americans. All right, so we're doing, now we're flipping the script. Now it's the most liked Now we're going to movies and we're flipping the script most liked. And we will get to the most controversial U.S. House story of your one of your most is it the most controversial? It's the weirdest. What well, what did you categorize? There have been a lot of weird stories that I've seen during my time studying Congress. This is right up there. This story about George Santos, a congressman from well, I should say a congressman elect from New York. Yeah, and we'll get to that after. We we gotta do our Christmas shtick because it's the eve of Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Um so and also like that that takes the cake. Especially like in the last two years, you're ranking, if we keep with rankings, your weirdest things that have happened in government while you're covering government uh, as a political science professor. I mean, the last, well, two years or four, however many years, if you want to start in 2016, there's probably been, that's, that's been a changing rankings. That's there's like a the, lot on the list. That's like the Badgers lose and they drop out of the rankings and then, oh, they're back. Hey, this person's in, contra- you know, he's in another controversy. He's made it back to the list. Um, all right. So best movies. This is surprising, too. This is... I hate this list. I hate this rankings that you go. Well, you just disagree with the people, then. This is what the people think. I I, I guess you got to understand the context here. And we have more than one. This is not a yes, no. This is love it, like it, not sure, dislike it, hate it. And the number one movie, the most loved, most loved movie in the nation based on YouGov, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Now, we need to be specific here. This is the original animated version, not the live-action version. Not the live-action. Okay, and also, I think as we all get older and we grow up with this, we all start to become, like, we we start to love the Grinch because we all become the Grinch a little bit, right? We do. Have you seen the videos where the somebody dresses as the Grinch and crashes Christmas parties? These are the greatest videos I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. I saw a montage of just the Grinch comes and steals the presents and the kids go crazy. Yeah. Some kids are like beating the Grinch up. Other kids are just crying and screaming bloody murder as the Grinch <laughs> grabs a present and runs out the door. It's Jeez. so funny. I recommend going on uh, whatever, YouTube or social media and, and just looking at the Grinch stealing kids' presents montages. is great. Number two on this list, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This is that claymation. That kind of old school, really old fashioned movie. Now, two things with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. First of all, do you remember the show Mad TV? Yeah. Do you remember the version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Now that I don't. Oh, my goodness. This is the you need to go. So have you watched What About Bob? Remember? I, I yes. made Oh, you have watched it. Great. <laughs> this is another thing. You have to go to the Mad TV claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because at some point, uh, very controversial. Santa does not make it. And oh, uh, Rudolph has his revenge. <laughs> it is hilarious. And from what I remember, I mean, I haven't watched it. You know, I probably watch it as a very immature, like, teenager. And it's probably been 20 years since I've seen it. So maybe I watch it now and go, hmm. But, you know, in memory, it's it's awesome. But the Rudolph the Red Runners Reindeer, number two, Christmas Carol is a movie I've never seen. It's a wonderful life. And some, I've never seen these old movies. Like, I'm, no time for it. I'm going to watch... And I'm not going to watch Die Hard, but I'm going to watch Die Hard before I watch It's a Wonderful Life. Well, maybe we've discovered something here, Rick, that the public generally favors old Christmas movies instead of new Christmas movies. Yeah, because of Charlie Brown Christmas, Frosty the Snowman. Those are both old. 
Home Alone, which is also still old, but Home Alone makes this list as the first, like, first of all, it's, well, it's not the first, it's the first color movie, I think, right? Because it's a Christmas Carol and it's a wonderful life might be a black yeah, and white movie. Or like live action. Live action in and color. in color. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Gr- the Grinch, the live action, the, live the Grinch. action Grinch. And then Die Hard makes it in here. Die as Hard. A, first of all, YouGov is, is making a statement here by putting Die Hard even on the list of Christmas movies because... There might be a whole other list of whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but it's on the list. Well, Rick, just very quickly, I do have data on that as well. Oh, good. 42% of Americans say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. 47% say it is not. And and, and there's middle ground and there, And then right? there are people who are just not sure. They're just not sure. Maybe they've never seen it. Maybe they've never seen you it. You asked me, and I'd never seen the movie. Um, okay, so Frozen is a Christmas movie that that – Christmas singing. Oh Disney yeah, movie. yeah, it's a yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah, I I love that movie, Frozen. Yeah, it's a great sing along movie. But is it a Christmas movie? Now you know it, it's is kinda, there Christmas I w- trees. I would describe it as more a winter movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it doesn't belong on the list. That and Die Hard. Do you have polling data on whether or not Frozen is a Christmas now, movie? That I do not. You go get on it next year. <laughs> uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, man. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> that's honestly probably one of my favorites. <laughs> I love the Muppets. Uh, Scrooged. That's an old movie, right? Oh, it's yeah. A live, yeah. Like, okay. Eh, it's been a while since I even thought about Scrooge. White Christmas, also a super old movie. The Santa Claus. Is that Tim yeah, Allen? That's Tim Allen. I tried to watch that because people say it's good and I just can't. I get like eight minutes in and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. One of those other kind of old movies. And there's like three of these, the Santa Clauses. I there think, have been several. Where you're texting the show the other day because there are six Sharknados when I had the yes. weather guy on. Well, uh, you know. The Sharknado series left a lot of unanswered questions, so we had to kind of keep keep going to fully unwind the very if complicated Sh- plot. If Sharknado knew what it was doing with six movies, they should have included one of them as a Christmas movie. Like <laughs> Sharknado Shark, Christmas. Sharknado's, the tornado comes and there's like, you know, think about a tornado like ravaging a, a box store of Christmas ornaments. Think about the, those like brittle glass ornaments, like getting flown across the city. Uh, ornament NATO is that what we would call that? It would just be devastating. For the record, Rick, my wife hates Twister because she hates it when the animals get caught up in the tornado and blown away. She just can't watch that part. <laughs> you know, we should have. I, I had a meteorologist on earlier this week, uh, Michael. I forgot his name. Uh, Michael, I remember it's Mike. Um, but we, we, we talked about Twister a little bit. We, we did not deep dive into some of the, because I said, is tw- and he's like, mm, Twister is pretty fake, you know? Yeah. But we should have, we should have like pointed out, all right, when the, when the horse and the cow get swept <laughs> yep. up in the tornado, yep. is that real? Is that happening? And, you know, like as a weather expert, can you guys, can, can you confirm that that's the fakiest part? Um, so the list of, of the most liked or loved Christmas movies, Elf is way down here. I'm surprised that Elf is so far down the list. Well, I mean, what if you combine the love and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because that would be the positive feedback. Because I guess, the, oh no, it's still, it's still ranked though. Because right the here. most loved Christmas movie is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, I was just going to say they did do that. It is in ranked yeah, order of yeah. positivity, but yeah. the most loved movie is, yeah, you're right. A Charlie in a wonderful life right behind it. But yeah, so elf is way down there at about, you know, what? 70, 81% something movie. like that. Yeah. Um, elf would be controversial and love. Like if, if you go by my dad's standards of just hating Will Ferrell, oh. just does not like Will Ferrell movies. Therefore, 
and Elf is like the most Will Ferrell movie. There oh, is. It, it for sure is. Will Ferrell's in a movie where he's a character in a book come to life, and it's not a Will Ferrell movie at all. He's like a different. It's like a serious movie almost. It's amazing. It's way off the beaten path of Will Ferrell type movies, but and I can't think of it. But he's like the if you read the book. If you're reading the book, but he's actually the character in the book. It's and he's uh, he's like, wait a minute, this is the book, but it's happening to me. So I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, what movie isn't on here is again. I and I I have these rankings, but Christmas Vacation isn't even on this list. It, it's not. It's pretty far down the list, Rick. It is a movie that people do have positive opinions about, but it does not rank in the American public opinion as one of the top. Christmas movies. It's Christmas Vacation, because we're about a decade apart, I think. I'm 44. Yeah, and yeah you're, about, a, about a decade apart. Is Christmas Vacation even in your, like, hemisphere? Oh, of, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Did, do you think it just falls off because... You know, maybe it is just viewed as, like, a fun movie, but not a timeless classic. Like, like why wouldn't... Christmas Vacation seems like a movie that we all experience at Christmas, because the family comes over, and it's like... You know, it's a disaster movie in terms of that. Like your family comes over and everything that could go wrong with your family coming over goes wrong. But we've all experienced that at some point in our lives, I believe, unless we're just not doing family Christmases like we we used to. But I feel like we still do that. So it's just weird that Christmas Vacation isn't the top three on every list. Yeah, I, I think it's those old classics but that it's a, it's people a, really like. It's a comedy and it's not... Maybe it's a, maybe it's the fact that people don't like comedies so much. Well, it's for a comedy, and it's not like heart. It's there's some and heartwarming, heartwarming. To, to it, but also, I mean, if you just now, just like it's been a year since I watched, I haven't like watched the, it yet. It's not as heartwarming as other Christmas movies. I mean, when when cousin Eddie wraps up the boss that and is, brings him over, that is a, true. I mean, that is very heartwarming. That is true. I just don't understand. <laughs> and then you know he's out there. <laughs> Draining the septic tank of his RV, <laughs> that's right. And he has the the very key phrase of all the, the whole entire movie. That's the one. Uh, I can't say it on the air, but but I mean, compared to like a Charlie Brown Christmas or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it doesn't have that heartwarming ending that just hits you. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a comedy, so I guess it maybe. Is. But Elf is on here, so. I think more young people are voting. This is a skewed. We don't have this voting was taken online and maybe not on a landline. Yeah, right. Need to unskew the poll. Okay, we went really long on the Christmas movie segment, which is fine because it's the Christmas Eve of Eve. It's the Eve of Christmas Eve. All right, we'll be back. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I was worried if I right here I'll know if I did the techno version. Okay, no, we're good because right here is where you get the and then that's the the Andy Williams Happy Holiday song I do not like, but this is the basic version. Tregowski's favorite Andy Williams. It is. Even though we decided not, the only... Not techno remix Andy Williams. <laughs> the remix. Classic Andy Williams. Featuring Will, featuring uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. <laughs> Dre. 
Um, yeah, I wonder if Snoop Dogg does a uh, Christmas album. I, be- I bet he does. Oh, I think I- practically everyone's done a Christmas album at some point. We'll do that next year. Let's put it on the list. We'll do a uh, Christmas album, Snoop Dogg show <laughs> next year. All right. So we we teased it earlier in the show. The most, uh, and I, I just, I, I can't categorize it. You do you do a better job of categorizing. We got to get Andy Williams out of here. Get out of here, Andy. Um, just one of your most bizarre political stories that you've seen in your history as a political science professor. And I'll just say it, Anthony Chagoski, UW lacrosse political science professor in here with me. And as I slam into the desk drawer here, but, but when you talk about controversy, I mean, all these politicians lie, but this guy, oh, sure. is it the lies? Is it, it, it is, is it the number or so this guy to get yeah. elected? Cause he has, he's not in the U S house of representatives yet, but to get elected, he, he threw a lot of, like sympathy lies out there and now they're coming to light and actually they're not true. Rick, this guy, incoming Congressman George Santos of New York, lied about basically his entire resume. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, there there's some things on our resume that we might smooth over a little bit or I mean, of course, we know that that happens, but it's uncommon for a an incoming member of Congress to lie about everything. And to lie about really significant things as well. So this is the headline from Business Insider. Incoming GOP Congressman George Santos reportedly lied about his employment, his education, losing four employees in the Pulse shooting, his residence, and his religious background. So so when it comes to throwing out lies... And this is we've seen we see this in a lot of different stories over the past couple of months. Anti-Semitism is like off the rails right now. Big deal. And like Holocaust deniers are are coming to light. And and just like I don't know if we're just we're, we're getting generation removed from having grandparents and parents that experienced the Holocaust, experienced World War Two. And therefore, it just becomes kind of like. I don't know something that that has to get passed down, and maybe that's why it it we have more people denying it, I guess. But that's like one of those things that you don't touch. Like you don't. It it's it's never too. You know how you do the too soon? Is it too soon to make a joke about that? It's always too soon when it comes to the Holocaust. And this guy is is caught up in in like a lie about the Holocaust. Yeah, right? one of the million things that this guy, incoming Congressman George Santos of New York, lied about apparently was that his grandparents survived the Holocaust as Ukrainian Jewish refugees from Belgium. He said that they changed their surname to survive, but according to CNN. That story is contradicted by sources reviewed by CNN's K file, including Family Trees. And records on Jewish refugees, as well as interviews with multiple genealogists. So his claims that his grandparents fled the Holocaust are contradicted by genealogy records. Okay, so that's that's one thing. That's one thing. And, and that's like a like you really got to kind of deep dive to figure that one out. Yep. And maybe people, nah, I don't know if I believe the the deep dive there. Um, but but the other stuff, he lied about his employment. Yep. He said that he worked at Goldman Sachs and Goldman Sachs says that they have no record of him working there. He also said that he was an associate asset manager at Citigroup. But the spokeswoman for Citi said that they don't have 
that position. <laughs> Wait, but did he work for Citigroup at least? Um, he, Do we know that? They, they couldn't confirm that he worked there. And also they don't have the job that he said that he worked. Okay, so he's not only lied about <laughs> an employment, he's lied about multiple jobs that he had or didn't have. He apparently. also said that he owns and runs a charity called Friends of Pets United, but there is no IRS record of that charity existing. Oh, so he's George Costanza is he what he is. is. He's running, a, he's got the yep. Human Fund charity, it's a charity for people. And uh, it doesn't exist, and you just take checks and do whatever you want with them. All right, so there's the employment. Uh, he claimed to be a landlord, but did not list any properties. We're still doing his employment. We're still doing his He job. also claimed Jesus. to be a landlord. Yeah, uh, he apparently wasn't a landlord. Uh, in fact, he, he rented. He's a renter, not a landlord. <laughs> Maybe he just got him confused. Yeah, he just got also, the rules mixed if up. Also, if I'm dropping my bona fides for what I, I did as a like past job. I'm not putting landlord on there as I'm trying right. to get elected. Con- oh, wow. You were a landlord. So you just owned a building and then people lived in it. Like that's <laughs> not a thing, dude. He said that he graduated with a degree in economics and finance well, from. Now we've moved on. Now, we're done with him. Okay. now he's lied about his education. Yeah, so Baruch College, a public four year college in New York City. He said that he graduated with a degree in economics and finance from Baruch College. But representatives from the school say that they have no record of his enrollment there. He also says that he went to New York University. But a spokesman for the New York University said they have no attendance records of him ever going there. What about high school, middle school? Do we have, no? Okay, okay. So he, he, we, we don't even know if he's a college educated. We don't know. He, he's lied about uh, like four jobs, including landlord when he's a renter. So he's either confused that. Um, okay. So the other things you just he he lost. Okay, if he lost four employees in the Pulse shooting, the Pulse shooting is the one in Florida, right? The, yeah. the gay nightclub. Yep. So where like 17 ish, 17, so, 20 people died in that shooting. Yeah. He said that he lost four employees in the 2016 Pulse nightclub shooting, this uh, gay nightclub in Orlando. Now, the New York Times review of this found that none of the 49 victims appeared to be associated with any of his firms. Well, it would be hard to lose. And this is insensitive in a bit, but he's doing this like does the the employees that he's lost in the shooting even exist in the job that he doesn't have? So, yeah, I mean, like he doesn't have these jobs. So how could he have employees? Right. Like, <laughs> like the, I, I run a I run a business and I lost these employees. Well, we just figured out that you don't actually have a business and therefore you can't have employees. So like he's deep diving into. OK, so. Beyond that, he also apparently does he live in the district that he's going to represent? Yeah. You know, the other thing about him, Rick, is that he says that he is openly gay. He's never had an issue with his sexual identity in the past decade, but he was married to a woman. And obviously that doesn't mean that he's not gay, but his divorce from this woman, he was divorced in 2020. Women, it's woman, woman, woman. (laughs) Um, He he never mentioned this divorce that he had okay so um and a big reason that he was notable is that he is the first openly gay non-incumbent republican to get elected to the house so someone who is running for congress has said that they are openly gay and then gets elected yeah that's his situation but I, again, like he never mentioned this divorce. Doesn't mean that he's not gay. Com- but comparably, again. Tammy Baldwin's the first openly gay person to senator. get elected yep. as a U.S. senator. Yep. Right. Okay. 
So, so he is notable because he's a, an openly gay Republican. All right. So, and then there's religious background he's lying about. Yeah, yeah. He says that he's uh, Jewish and Catholic. Unclear if any of that is true. Uh, again, the fact that he said that he has these Jewish grandparents who fled the Holocaust that seems to be something that is Jewish not supported. And, Jewish and Catholic kind of collide. You can't really be. You either be you're either one or the other, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, none of his grandparents appear in the databases of the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, which maintains list of European Jewish refugees. Okay, so he's lied about his family background, but, but residents. I did ask, does oh, he not residents. live in his district or what? Uh, I believe that he actually does live in the oh, district. Okay, yes. so he didn't lie about where he lives. <laughs> probably just that he yeah, rents instead yeah, of owns. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's the perfect way of putting it, Rick. Like he is like George Costanza getting elected to Congress. He doesn't have the jobs that he said he did. He doesn't have the educational background that he said he did. He doesn't have the family background that he said he did. He also has a criminal record from Brazil that he never mentioned during the campaign. Well, why would you mention it? <laughs> I know. I mean, do you have to like there should be a certain amount of disclosure. That brings and I like we could move on, but be like. What happens? I mean, yeah. he, you can't kick him out. He was elected, right? Well, well, you could. You could kick him out. Can the government kick him out? Hey, yes. you lied about literally everything, so you're kicked out? You could kick him out, but here is the complication, Rick. So Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader in the House of Representatives, needs every single vote he can find in order to get elected Speaker of the House. <laughs> so this individual— Mr. George Santos is a potential vote for Kevin McCarthy. What does Kevin McCarthy do when he needs every last vote he can find to become speaker? Yet you've got this guy who is a why serial is to, liar. Why is it up to Kevin McCarthy to decide whether or not this guy can be a U.S. House member at this point? You know, it, 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 the decision to expel him from Congress would be something that is – Related to Kevin McCarthy's status. I mean, Kevin McCarthy. Because at this point, he's the number one Republican right now. Yeah. You know, in order to seat George Santos, in order to potentially expel him from Congress, that would really be up to Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader. Because of his position now versus what his position could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's unlikely that someone could get removed from Congress without the backing of their party leader. Uh, Their party leader saying that, hey, this person's got to go. And I was going to take this somewhere else, but I totally draw. I'm tra- totally drawing a blank on how I was going to. Well, well, kind of- just that. Why didn't any of this come out before the election? Is what I'm wondering. I mean, he's lied about everything in his biography. Voters may have I mean, made he's decisions. From, is he from like upstate or rural New York, like an area that he's, you know, like yeah. like a congressman in rural Wisconsin, like Tom Tiffany's almost that, maybe the top left. Yeah, he he represents Long state. Island. Where okay, that's not. That's not right. No, so not. there's some there's some journalism going it, on. It there. actually is a swing district. It's a district that supported Biden. And so one thing that Republicans are kind of worried about is, hey, if we kick this guy out of Congress, then there's a special election and maybe a Democrat could get elected in that special election. And then that narrows our already thin yeah. majorities that we're going to have in the next two years. So there's all these weird calculations that are going that are part of the decision-making but, process but we trying can, to deal with this guy. But we can expel somebody. So when we talk about controversial U.S. House members or maybe they do something that's controversial in their, during their time in office, 
there is a there is a lane here where you could just kick him out of the house and have Absolutely. a special election. Absolutely. Okay, it's not a matter of them having to resign or us having to would it be called impeach? Uh, expel. Like uh if if we want to like if we want to is it impeach like Mayor Reynolds we don't want him as mayor on, anymore. We're going to yeah, like impeach. Is impeach the word? I feel you like know, it's not in, in this in this context, stuff. expel would be the proper recall, term. Recall, recall. Oh, the recall, word, yeah. The word I'm looking for. Yeah, some states do have the recall, but that's for more state and local officials, okay. not really for members of Congress. Okay, because it's always dicey, like, ah, but the people elected him, and it's like, yep. well, the people elected a version of him that doesn't exist. It's a fascinating thought experiment, Rick. Would the people have elected him given what they know now? Probably not. How much of his biography, his biography that he just made up, was part of the decision-making of voters in electing him to a very competitive district? Costanza. One last time <laughs> for the year. Until next year, Mariah. <laughs> All right, just wrap it up with UW Lacrosse, political science professor Dr. Anthony Chergoski, and Mariah Carey. I'm sorry to all the retail workers out there listening right now that have to put up with this song one last time. Hopefully, well, yeah, one last time. Cause, one last time. Well, you know what? There, a lot of people have to work tomorrow. That's true. On Saturday, where my little brother does all his Christmas shopping. People who control the sound systems at these stores, just do your workers a favor. Maybe cut this one out of the playlist. There's no control. They just It's a thing <laughs> that they don't have any control over. It's just playing. They don't. I mean, they, I feel. No, I was going to say classic hits miss. Classic hits here at Midwest Family. They're definitely playing this song. So I was going to say, maybe we don't play it. it. I could go over there. Yeah. I could go on the board and delete it delete out of the system. <laughs> but they frown upon that here, <laughs> messing with the other boards. It was a thing some time ago. All right. So, all right. Get out of here, Mariah. Just lost oh, the video. I'm just looking at the video. She's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've covered Christmas movies. We've covered the most disliked Christmas song. Yes. Which was Santa Baby, Santa oddly Baby. enough. Most liked Christmas movie was either Charlie Brown. Most loved was Charlie Brown. Yep. And most liked was... How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Original animated version. And somehow Christmas Vacation didn't make the list in terms of most like. And uh, I think that covers it. Well, really quick, Rick. Uh, 45% of Americans prefer a reusable Christmas tree. 39% say, I prefer a real Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, we did last week. We talked about the, the actual ha- having a real tree is more environmentally friendly than a fake tree unless you can keep the fake tree around for a decade. Oh, OK. That was the that was the cut, the like outlier there. If you can keep the fake tree for a decade, it's actually better. Also, you got to go get the like the, the real tree from a tree farm where they're going to regrow. Right. They're right. going to replace the tree. It would be a bad business if you're a tree farm and you just didn't plant another pine tree to, to grow for the next <laughs> It takes about seven years. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Thanks, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.